0: Well, this horse, as we know, has got everybody talking, not only in harness racing, but thoroughbred racing greyhounds. We just love to see good horses in any code. And the way this horse does it uh, is very, very exciting. And I'm speaking of Captain Ravishing. He's seven starts for four wins in one second. Of course, he's by Captain Treacherous. And two runs for Emma Stewart for two wins. And at Kilmore... He was the highlight, even though it was the Cup on a Friday night. He was sent out $1.08. If you missed the race, this is what happened. Bet on the Tiger, who went a bit roughly and dropped back, so Simply Sam went to the pegs. It's Captain Ravishing off the back, getting away on interest-free, and Simply Sam, a good gap back to bet on the Tiger. But Captain Ravishing's in full flight, coming around the home turn. Third quarter was 27.1, and it's Captain Ravishing racing away. He's opened up a big lead now oh. Oh, this is something very precious, something super special, I think, ahead of us. Bring on the derby, Captain Ravishing Wow wins by 15. Interest free. He's now favourite for the derby. We've got Heats on Saturday night, of course, and the Queenslander. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing him leap to fame. He's already won two derbies Queensland and New South Wales. But this horse is owned by the Tabor family, and Has Tabor has been good enough to join me on mobile rolling. How are you, Has? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, going fine. Yeah, can you tell me, take me through the story because he debuted quite brilliantly, didn't he? December of last year, when Ahmed was preparing the horse at that stage. Oh, look, you know, when he,
1: uh, when we actually got him going, uh, broke him in, got him going, and um, you know, uh, as an early two-year-old, he was working with our better-class horses and just coming off their backs and beating them. So, um, Ahmed said to me, "I think this is the one you've been looking for for a long time." And um, we decided to sort of hold our tongue and, and sort of hold our breath a little bit and try not to race him too early, um, which I think the benefit of the rewards is because of that decision. I really do think so. Um, he is a, He's a really nice horse and he's really improving.
0: He is. We talked about that extraordinary last quarter, two runs ago, 25 seconds. Yeah, he's he's very, very fast. And um,
1: look, the, the only reason uh, we decided to shift him across to um, the uh, Tonkin Stable and, and Emma. It's due to Armour uh, um, wanted to have a little bit of a break and um, really didn't have anything that could go really with him at home and work with him. So it was going to do him an injustice to uh, get him to his best, you know.
0: How would you describe this horse physically? How is he built, Captain Ravish? Oh,
1: look, he's a, he's a magnificent-looking horse. Um, I've had a couple of breeders come down and uh, comment about how, how nice he is and how well he looks. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's a stunning-looking horse. And, um, look, he's got all the attributes to be a real nice horse uh, down the track, for sure.
0: And what are Clayton and Emma saying? I mean, they have this boutique stable with so many good horses, as we know, and they're probably fairly conservative, I would imagine. But what are they oh. telling you about this horse, Captain Ravishing, at the oh, moment? Look,
1: I, honestly, they've put some shivers up my spine a few times. Um, look, they've, they've said to me that um, they rate him really, really up there with their really best ones and uh, that he... Works with the best ones that he's got up there at the moment at his stable, and he just sort of plays with them. So that, that got me very excited, and, and I thought, you know, with with him working with those better horses, would only make him better. And um, and obviously, you can't knock how how good of trainers they are as well. Mm. So, yeah, they're really excited about his
0: uh, future. Mm. And has who who owns this horse besides yourself? Tell me about the ownership group in him. Yes, yeah, I'm the lone ranger, unfortunately. Well, well, fortunately, I should say really,
1: but. Uh, You know, when I say I own him on my own, that means with me and my family, my brothers and that as well. So, you know, it's a family sort of uh, operation, really.
0: Can you take me back to where you found him, a bit about the backstory being from that mere ravishing girl? I mean, what was her record like? Oh, look, her her record wasn't too bad. And she had a a nice little horse at the time
1: going around at an angle called Let's Get Rocking, and um, he ended up winning a Group 1 race as well. Um, But I ended up flying out to to, uh, New South Wales and went through the whole catalogue and I just kept coming back to this one particular horse and, and I remember ringing up my brother and said, look, I'm, I'm just in love with this horse, so you better come up here. So I flew my brother it up and he pulled him out of the box and you thought, wow, yeah, look, I think uh, you've got to back yourself in and, and go after this horse. So, uh, and we ended up with the horse, thank God for that. And was he inexpensive or reasonably priced? Oh, no, look, look he was up there. Look, I was speaking to uh, the late uh, Tony Sloy at the time and uh, he he liked the horse as well, and they had an 80 reserve on him. So uh, we decided, you know what, it's up there, but, but I just couldn't get past not, not bringing him home. So, yeah, we decided to uh, go for him.
0: And there's been no little niggles or any little issues you had early days with him besides maturity and stuff? No, look, that's, that's, that was the thing, to hold our breath and uh, not go early um, because he was beating our fast fast
1: horses at the time as, as a young horse. It was just really honestly like hold your breath and and not race him. And I know a lot of people get excited and run him early. And and we've done that in the past. And we've learned our lesson a little bit through uh, our mistakes earlier on and uh, not having our horses sort of finish off later on in their years. So we've decided to hold him back. And uh, hopefully we can race him later on as we go through our uh, graves. All right. So we're definitely going to see
0: him step out on Saturday night once again?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. Look, I've got a lot of respect for the uh, Grant Dixon horse and, and Andy Gaff's horse as well and a few of the other ones as well. So Luke's got a nice horse as well. So, look, it's going to be a great little race. Um, but, yeah, look, we're, we're sort of uh, – we're very happy. And, I, and Clayton said to me we wouldn't swap and win anything out there. So I'm, I'm happy with that decision.
0: <laughs> it's over the long trip, aren't they? The heat's the same as the
1: Derby. Yeah, they are. They're both. I think they're both over the 2,700-metre mark, um, which is going to test a few of the young horses. Some of them have really gone over that. But um, we're, we're such a nice – uh, racehorse, we can sit, we can we can we you know we can relax and really get home. So um, no, no, he'll be fine, and I think he'll be pretty well suited.
0: Mm, I was going to ask you about that because he he did have to work to find the top, didn't he, on Saturday night, and then bowled it in, and then similar, you know, roll forward two runs ago. What about those early two wins? Can you remind me of those at Kilmore and and Ballarat? His first couple of starts. Yeah, well the the um, the, the ones been when Armad had him. You mean yes. or the
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, so he stepped out his first. Lifetime start. He he uh, went fifty-seven over the twenty-two hundred. Then he broke the track record in his second lifetime start in one fifty-two, uh, and he still holds that. Um, look, he's he's just he's just raw and and very fast. And um, I I just think we haven't seen the best of him when he's can since sort of sit off him and camp off him and use his speed at the end as well yet. But anyway, that'll come through a bit of racing. He's only had a handful of starts, so he hasn't been overly taxed. So there's plenty of meat on the bone as they would say, and, uh, yeah, going forward, I think that's going to hold them in good stead.
0: Yeah. house. when are the fields out? When are we going to see these heats on Saturday night for the Derby? Yeah, look, look they're out at um, 11 o'clock. Um, pretty sure they're out today at 11 o'clock for the heats,
1: and uh, hopefully, yeah, he, he should. if he gets a nice store, then he should be happy. to be Yeah,
0: how many heats do you think they'll have there on the weekend?
1: Looking at the noms, Steve, there, there was 24-odd. Um, look, I'm thinking
0: three, but a few of them... if if a few of them pull out, there'd be uh, two heats, I would say. What's after the Victoria Derby? Um, what are you thinking future with this horse at this stage, Captain Ravishing? Hey,
1: look, I've had some, some interest, I believe it or not, I've had some interest phone calls for the uh, Eureka not, further. Oh,
0: yes, yep.
1: A few months away, and um, I've had a few guys give me a call and show some interest there. So I've got that in mind further down the track. But in, in the short term, the Breeders' Crown would be his next target. Um, I would think. But then once again, I, I, I don't sort of jump the gun too quick. I'll sit down with Clayton and Emma and, um, yeah, ha- have a sort of have a chat and see what they think and see what where the horse is at and then, we'll then let them make that decision as we go forward.
0: Yeah, it'd be great to see him take on some of the old fasts, the older, you know, established stars, wouldn't it, uh, in the future?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, my dream is to always run an American mile. So that's something I'm sort of holding hope for hopefully down the track that we can sort of get a horse that's good enough to, to run in such a good race.
0: Yeah, you might even get a call from Perth as well about the new harness event over there as a part of this Western Trilogy next April, the, the Nullarbor, yeah. I think, the, the trot race. Yeah, look, I'm, uh, Yeah,
1: look, I'm, once again, you know, if, if that sort of comes comes across, and um, you know we'll definitely have a discussion and uh, see if he's right to go. And yeah, we'll make that decision then. Yeah, for sure.
0: As, uh, has the, obviously the Tiber family's been in harness racing for a long, long time. Besides this horse, tell me about some of the better ones that you've raced over over the years.
1: Oh, look, we've had um, horses in our stable such as Sushi Sushi. I think if you guys can remember a few years back when he was a, a dominant young horse as well. Um, we've had Ryan's Day, Whale of a Tail. We've had, we've had some really nice horses. Guard best. best. Um, We've had some nice horses um, in the past, but um, I'd say that him and Sushi Sushi would be the absolute standouts ability-wise that we've ever, ever had. Yeah. So so fingers crossed.
0: Look, this guy's doing some things that, um,
1: yeah, is, is sort of progressing the right ways that suggest that he's going to be a real nice horse. Yeah,
0: it's sort of breathtaking watching this horse's acceleration. Just whatever happened to Sushi Sushi? Look, he shattered a back him and fortunately
1: he put down... Um, uh, had that not happened, I thought he would have sort of, um, you know, progressed a lot further than what he did. But um, he, was a, he was a nice horse, obviously winning the new, uh, Victoria Derby and also the New Zealand in the Great Northern Derby. So he was a great horse for us as well.
0: And just with Captain Ravishing, obviously he's going to be very you know, popular when he retires, given, you know, this speed and just his record and, um, you know, when he, when he ultimately stands at stud down the track. Well...
1: Well, you know, that's been also a dream of mine to, to buy a, a stallion, um, you know, race him and hopefully, uh, yeah. Look, I'll tell you something, he's a magnificent-looking horse and he's a beautiful pace. And, and as you can see, he's got the speed to burn and um, he holds a couple of track records now. So he's heading that way to suggest that if he keeps her progressing and wins a few Group 1 races, then, yeah, for sure, I'm sure that the breeders would be uh, knocking on the door. Um,
0: okay, what Kate, do would you want on Saturday night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, two would always be nice. I reckon two's a good barrier. <laughs> yeah, you don't want one, do you? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you look,
1: look. I, I, I think, I think two sort of gets you out of trouble, and you can make your own decision whether it's forward or stay or or back. And you know, they're nice. Look, it, it, look. Any barrier will be okay. I mean, you just got to just take it as it comes.
0: Yeah, Captain. It'd be interesting what heat to cap, um, catch a wave ends up in as well. There on the yeah, when yeah, absolutely. And then you've got horses of
1: grants, horses too, like. Um, Leap of Fame is a great horse as well. So, look, it'll
0: be a great, great competition for sure. Oh, well be. It'll be a classic Derby series. Uh, thanks for joining us. Pretty appreciate you no. telling us the Captain Ravishing story so far.
1: No worries. Thank you <laughs> Thank very you much. There he is.
0: The owner, lucky owner, uh, Hass Tiber, joining us, telling us about this horse who uh, is record just young, but seven starts for four wins at this stage and one second.